the United States Champion of Justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. We have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. Welcome to the Darian America Show on WCGO. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping. Oh, yeah. What's up, yo? Welcome to the Darian America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. The snow finally got us, y'all. I mean, this has been a mild winter anyway, but it was time, you know. And, and people kill me when they complain about the weather in, in Chicago. It's like, man, just wait 30 minutes and it'll, it'll change. So you know how we do. This is, our, this is our time to shine, man. This is when we step up, Chicago tough. That's what I'm talking about. So good afternoon. Thank you all for joining me. I got my producer extraordinaire with me, Drew Breeze, the cool breeze. Hello, Drew. Hello, Darian. How are you? I'm good. Drew be busy back there, man. I'm he a just... busy bee this morning. <laughs> he is. Well, I ain't going to mess with you too much. Just make sure no, we no, come No, no, no. That's okay. You're all good. <laughs> so, thank you all for joining me, man. It feels good to be back here. I am blessed and happy to be here, and I'm glad you're joining me because, man, it could be a whole lot worse. You know, we finally got our weather. And I swear, we hate the snow, we hate it. And then when it comes to us in Chicago, it's not just rain or snow. It's like, what do I'm going to call it, slow? I mean, sleet rain? It's terrible. So you're trying to drive around at night, and it's like, man, if they don't get the plows out there in time. So, again, these other little cities that shut down when they get a little bit of snow, a little bit of ice. Look here, man. Y'all don't know nothing about inclimate weather. Unless you come from the East Coast now, New York. Boston, yeah, I get them credit because they're right off the ocean, man. I can be- I can only believe the stuff that comes off the ocean is crazier than the stuff that comes off the lake. But you know, Atlanta and and uh, Memphis, they get a little bit of snow, a little ice, and they shutting down the town. How dare you, McDonald's, shutting down? I'm mad at y'all, jealous, <laughs> but I'm mad at y'all, man. So let's just get to it, man. I got a couple of things to talk about today. But I do want to kind of talk about my my other lifetime, my karaoke side of me. You know, if I, those who do know me, I'm Darian D. Silk Sims, and I do karaoke two nights a week now. I'm at the, the City Life Lounge, 712 East, 83rd Street. And I'm at the Falcon Inn, 1605 East, 53rd Street, down in Hyde Park. So it was pretty ruckus these last two days, man. The people were out. They were out in force. Even last night with the inclement weather, they still came out and kicked it, man, and you know my rule for karaoke. If they didn't want to sing it, they shouldn't have made a karaoke. So I was doing some of the greats. I mean, I did a little bit of Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers, and I was trying to dance, and I did a little bit of Backstreet Boys. I went from Frankie Lyman to the Backstreet Boys. I even rapped last night. And I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have – I love Drew, man. He be working up there. If you don't have – the prowess to be a rapper. You want to talk about how hip-hop is easy and, you know, they just talking. Look, I have nothing but crazy, mad respect for everybody that has ever tried to do 16 bars over a beat. Because last night, I tried to do LL, and I call myself the world's worst rapper because I got this this diction to myself, and I get real proper at times, and it's, you know, it's like, dude, come on, you got to put your uh in there, not er, sometimes. (laughs) You know, sometimes. But, it was a blast, man. I had a ball. The people had a ball. I, I did a concert. I usually go live when I, I do sing a little bit because I'm the fool of myself. I think I can sing just a smidge, just a smidge. <laughs> so let's jump on it, man. One of the things that I did want to talk about today, and it's been in the news, the Houston Astros got caught cheating. 
Come on, man. I mean, I'm a baseball player by trade. I did semi-pro ball. I played NCAA. And I didn't know it was that serious. But you got to look at some of the, the, the results. I mean, the Astros won over 100 games like two years in a row. It's like, okay, man. And, again, if you're good, you're good. And it's like next man up. You know, you got your starters, your greats. But how did the Astros go from worst to first and winning 100 games? Yeah, I think they cheated. Do you think the Astros cheated? Give me a call here, 877-711-5611, because this is going to go way down the rabbit hole. And it has gone so deep that my man, Black Jack McDowell, I used to love Black Jack, the tall, skinny dude that pitched for the Sox in the 90s. I mean, he had this attitude, this edge, and he got his tail whooped by the uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, he, he started a fight, and they ran out there. And I don't know why for the life of me, he stood there like, wasn't nothing going to happen to him? And he got his eye blacked and dotted. They was calling him Black Eye McDowell. But he went as far as to say that Tony La Russa had set up a camera system in old Comiskey, and the Sox were doing a little bit of something. And then if you think about it, how good were the Cardinals in the 90s? I mean, I'm a diehard Cub, and I got my Cub gear on right now. If you're on my WCGO page, I got my, my, my Cub Wiser shirt on. I got a Cub baseball cap on. I mean, I jumped the gun a little bit. We still got some football left, but the Bears been done for a couple of weeks, so I kind of tuned out. But Tony La Russa was cheating. I mean, and now it goes to the Boston Red Sox where their manager, I mean, again, the Red Sox did win the World Series recently. You know, they're not saying that, Okay, man, Carlos Beltran got fired from the Astros. He didn't even have a chance. It's like, dude, let me have a chance to cheat. But, you know, they're saying, well, the players got immunity, so it's, it's, it's going down the rabbit hole. But you know who else they said might have been a part of the scandal? The Milwaukee Brewers. Ooh, you evil cheeseheads on the baseball side. So you mean to tell me, because the Cubs are struggling, I mean, Hugh Darvish came from the Dodgers. And Hugh, we was calling him Hugh Garbage because he really, like, lost his swag, lost his edge. They said he was tipping his pitches. When you tip your pitches, because I know I have a, a high female audience, you give away what you're going to throw to the hitter. But you got to be good to figure that out. I mean, there were times where, you know, as a baseball player, I'm up to bat, and I'm just trying to sit on that fat pitch. I'm hoping he come up with the fastball, and I get confused on the curve. But could you imagine if – in your ear, or what they said the Astros did it, they kept like a little buzzer in their jerseys. And it would buzz so many times for fastball, so many times for curveball. Could you imagine playing a game and you know what's about to come to you? I mean, wow. I, like, am blown away by this. Because it is an unfair advantage. And now that, you know, they fired the, the coach of the Astros, they fired the general manager, and then the Boston Red Sox, his coach, their coach stepped down, and then Carlos Beltran, he didn't even take the mess job. But that's deep. But you know the old adage, what they say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So I totally, I, I think it sucks. And if you get caught cheating, you should take on all whatever extremities that they want to put on top of you. Don't cheat, man. Dang, Astros. And now, you know, because I'm thinking now, it's like, man, the Cubs should have probably won a couple more World Series. You know, maybe... The Cubs almost blew it because maybe the Indians were cheating. Well, how do we know the Cubs wasn't cheating? Hmm. Points to ponder. It goes way down the rabbit hole. And baseball is always stuck in scandal. 
we had a steroid scandal, and now we got them cheating, and, and they got a camera on your catcher, and they, they telling your pitches, your signals, man. That sucks. You know who else I think cheated, though? The Patriots. Yeah, I think they cheated, too. Come on, man. How do you go 18-0? But see, if you watch that season, they were they went 18-0. <laughs> I'm looking at my Facebook feed. One of my uh, brothers on here saying McDowell is a snitch. Come on, man. You got to expose it. Somebody got to tell. I think the Patriots cheated. Because if you look at that season, they were 18-0, and 0, but they started to decline near the end of the season. And the game that threw it for me that year, the Baltimore Ravens totally were getting with the, the Patriots. And the, the margin of victory was starting to become smaller. I mean, it was blowing people out. Now all of a sudden it's like, okay, they went in by 14. They, well, it was winning by like 20-plus in football. That's a blowout. But then it got down to, okay, they went in by seven. They went in by three. You know, they got into the playoffs. They struggled. And then the Eli Manning-led Giants upended the undefeated Patriots. So the only team in football to go undefeated, you know what? I'm going to throw it out as a trivia question. I know y'all got the Google machine right there. What team? Went undefeated in football. Give me a call at 877-711-5611. We're coming up on a commercial break, so maybe I'll give you something. Maybe I won't. I just want to know where your mind is. So we get into a few things today. Yeah, the Patriots are cheaters. Um, they cheated. I'm sorry. They cheat. Only sport I really can't see you cheating in because it's really one-on-one, man-on-man, even though it's a five-on-five game, basketball. You can know what's coming, but can you stop it? Can you stop LeBron James from penetrating? Can you hit or stop Steph Curry from hitting that that free that three-pointer from half court? You can know it's coming. There ain't a thing you can do about it. The only way basketball players cheat is put all the best players together. So we're coming up on a commercial break. What are we gonna what is the state that the United States Champion of Justice is covering today? If you haven't looked at my Facebook page, you probably should have because I said it there. But what state are we covering? What covering? We'll come back. We'll come back and I'll talk about it. And welcome back to the Darian America Show. If you want to be a part of the show, you can always call in 877-711-5611. You can join me on my Facebook page, Darian America. And that's what we do each and every Saturday, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Darian America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. Yes, I'm on Chicago's airwaves. So let's get back to it. My, my man Jamal, my frat brother, he did say who is the only undefeated team in football. That is the Miami Dolphins, the 72 Dolphins, I think. And I know Mercury Morris is still around, and they celebrate every year that, you know, the teams finally lose. So it's like, all right, dude, maybe y'all didn't cheat, but I still think the Patriots cheated. So, But there's something else that bothers me about football, and I'm going to touch this before we go into the state. Okay. We had... A, a playoff where we actually had four African-American quarterbacks starting. Man, I mean, that, that's, 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 I get a little touched up by that. That's a little sentimental. You know, we have a chance. Now, I think your mic is open, Drew, just FYI. Um, we get the opportunity to see these young men play this position that traditionally we were told African-Americans couldn't grasp the concept. And you had a chance to see some great quarterback play. But first question, does it truly matter what your skin color is? 
I mean, here we are, 2020, and we still have people judging and thinking that we can't do a job because of your skin color. It is one of the dumbest things I can think of in this world. I mean, you don't know how to play quarterback because you're black. You don't know how to coach a team because you're black. But 90% of the players are black. So you can be a corner, you can be a wide receiver, you can be an offensive lineman, but you can't coach the team and you can't be the quarterback. And I will say that this time of quarterback play, the way it's been right now, it takes you back to the 90s. I mean, that's when football was fun. Like, right after the Bears did the Super Bowl shuffle and they won their Super Bowl, I mean, the Giants, their defense came. Lawrence Taylor, Pepper, man, I, dude, I get fired up thinking about them. Carl Banks, Leonard Marshall, man. And then you had the chance. We had the opportunity to see Joe Montana, Dan Marino, John Elway, Warren Moon. Yeah, we saw some great quarterback play, man. And then after Joe Montana moved along to Kansas City, you had Steve Young, Randall Cunningham, man, Troy Aikman. It was some quarterback play. I think today the quarterbacks are close to that era. But we got nine that are starting that are African-American. And it still bothers me that you have this old white man way of thinking. And I'm going to just throw it out there. It is what it is. The biggest reason why there's not much diversity in the sports when it comes to the top of the shelf is because these old white men still think the same way they did back when. I mean, come on. If George Washington was owning the team right now, he probably wouldn't employ any black men. But he can employ us to work his fields. It is the most asinine thing. And then, I mean, don't sleep. There is a Hispanic head coach in the NFL. Yeah. Ron Rivera, former Chicago Bear. You mean to tell me that Hispanics can't play football? Come on, man. I mean, it frustrates me because the thing is, I don't see it changing. And is it going to change? What's going to take the change? What will it take to make the change to have Black men and black women owning teams, being the, 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 the quarterback. Why are we still arguing about this in 2020? It's too far gone, too far along, and a change needs to happen. I'll tell you the way you change it. Why don't LeBron James and Sean Diddy Combs and Jay-Z and Oprah and all of the top tiered African-American earning people in the world get together and create a league. The reason why the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, they do the things that they do because they have no true competition. Is the competition really coming from Europe for basketball? And don't get me wrong, the European League have turned out some incredible players, but I don't believe that Europe has enough to go head-to-head -head with America and our mainstays. Europe is not about to beat us in American football. I don't care who they put together. We've been doing this for too long. It's like when the, the United States Olympic hockey team 
finally upended the Russians. And that wasn't even the gold medal round. A lot of people feel like that because they beat the Russians. But no, Europe is not going to upend us. I mean, we had the dream team. Then we had to get the redeemed dream team because we had the garbage dream team go over there and get a bronze medal with Allen Iverson on it. But hey, man, I can't do what AI does. But my point is this. We need diversity because we need to break up the monopoly. NFL is a monopoly. That's why I like XFL. I like the AFL for trying. I mean, this is the one thing I probably will agree with our president. <laughs> I was getting ready to go ham on him, and I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on him. I got to do a little bit more research, a little more paperwork, because I'm coming for you, Mr. President. Within reason, if the Secret Service is listening, I'm not coming to do anything physical to Donald Trump. I just want to talk about him. But this is the one thing I agree with Donald Trump on. He was, he was the owner of the USFL, and that's why he gives the NFL such a hard time. The old boys club wouldn't let Donald Trump in. We need to do our own. And I know it's 2020 and we're we inclusive, but it is what it is. These old white men are not going to let these young, gifted, athletic African-American men into their, 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 their realm. They're not. I mean, Michael Jordan, is he really the greatest basketball player of all time? He's probably the greatest I've ever seen, but we didn't have a chance to see Bill Russell. We didn't have a chance to see Wilt Chamberlain. But be that as it may, Jordan has a team. And I don't know if the Charlotte Hornets are ever going to win a championship. The way Jordan pays people, he's cheap, and he is not going to pay you. But Jordan is making money hand over fist. Why don't Jordan and a couple of the other guys take their ball and go home? You know, there was somebody, I was looking, somebody sent me an inbox today about the college coaches, how out of 28 coaches that are making multi-millions, there's only one that's African-American. You still have this old white man mentality that black people can't do the extreme job. They can't be the quarterback. They can't be the head of a corporation. Are you kidding me? Tell you what, LeBron, y'all get together. If you and Jordan and Oprah and Jay-Z make your own league, and then you start to go and recruit some of these young, gifted African-American athletes who are in eighth grade right now, high school, you'll rattle the tapestry. Maybe you can shake loose some of that money. Because I'm telling you, as a 44-year-old African-American male, who I love everybody, man, I really don't have a racist bone in my body. I don't care what you look like. I think white men can jump. I think white men can dance. I think that the race thing needs to go away, but how does it go away? You enact this Rooney rule. Now they want to add an addition to the Rooney rule. Instead of interviewing one African-American candidate, you got to interview two. Can you interview a thousand of them if you don't get the job? Come on, man. Eric B. Enemy. He's the hot African-American coach right now, offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know who Eric B. Enemy is? He used to play running back for the then San Diego Chargers. He don't know offense. Byron Leftwich, the man finished his collegiate career with like a torn ACL, but he still limped out there on the field just so he could break his records and get his... You mean to tell me he doesn't know football? You're going after coordinators 
who are barely 30 years old. And don't get me wrong, only reason I'm jealous of the coordinator that's 30 is because he's 30 making multi-millions and I'm sitting here 44 not making it. Well, I ain't trying to be a coach either. But I know baseball. I played baseball for over 20 years of my life. You mean to tell me I couldn't go coach if I really put my mind to it? I couldn't tell and instruct, and, and instruct these young men how to play baseball? Because of my skin color? Stop it. Cut it out. I'm sick and tired of this race thing being the one thing that holds us back. How can you draft Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes? The only thing, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it out loud. The thing that stopped them from having a dinner with Deshaun Watson, you can't say it was his physical ability. Deshaun is killing. Well, he was killing in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes is killing. Lamar Jackson is killing. He was killing so much that his coach, John Harbaugh, threw away a Super Bowl-winning quarterback to take him in. You telling me that because of my skin color, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm talking about. It is frustrating. It's hard to accept. And I know when I walk through the door, I look different. Okay. I mean, I can go the positive way. Black is beautiful, baby. Hey, solid. I can dig it. Or I can say, yeah, I'm a little bit bigger than you. I'm 6'2". I mean, I dropped a lot of weight back when I was 350 pounds. Yeah, I could be intimidating. but. I'm not trying to intimidate. I'm just trying to make a living just like you. Come on with the color thing, man. I'm tired of it. We're tired of it. But hey, how can I tell you how to spend your money? I can't tell these old white men how to spend their money. I can't tell Jerry Jones how to spend his money. He interviews Marvin Lewis and Mike Holmgren, the only two coaches he interviews. But he had to get that, that one black coach interviewed, Marvin Lewis. The most mundane coach, 15 years, going to the playoffs, could never win. But at least he did get the interview. So when we come back, we are going to dive into the state of men because I think men need to say some things out loud. And I'm kicking the doors off the men's locker room today. So, fellas, if you got something that you want to say, you got a problem with it, you can give me a call here at 877-711-5611. We're going to talk about some stuff that, that men need to talk about. Again, you're listening to the Dairy in America show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Let's get it, let's get it, let's go. Hi, I'm Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Dairy in America show. And I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of the Dairy in America show, which airs every Saturday from noon to 1 central on WCGO radio. Tune in live from 1590 AM and 95.9 FM in the Chicagoland area, WCGORadio.com, or watch the live feed at facebook.com slash WCGO radio. The latest podcast episode becomes available every Sunday. You can find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to DarianAmerica at Hotmail.com. Okay. Back to the show. And welcome back to the Darien America Show, WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. I'm on FM2, y'all. If you want to give me a call here, because we're getting ready to go into the state of what state are we covering today, you can call me at area code 877-711-5611, or you can leave your comment on my Facebook page, Darien America at Facebook. Join me on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. I'm everywhere. Darien America. So 
if you want to join in, you can join in. <sighs> all right. We're going into it, y'all. I done cracked my knuckles all on the air. I'm rolling my sleeves up. The state of men. That's right. It's our time. So I want to kick the doors off the locker room. We're going to open up some stuff. So something that's important that I see, brothers, men, why are y'all so fat? Yeah, that's right. I'm saying it. Yep, that's right. I've been going to the gym since August 21st, and I'm trying to come down on some weight. And the reason why I throw that out there like that, I mean, brothers, hey, if you like it, I love it. But you got to do better health-wise. Because how can we ask women to keep a certain size? We want them to be a certain weight, be a certain size. Yeah, baby, yeah, I want you to, you know, fit between my pinky and when I extend my thumbs and my pinky. All this, But I, I learned that from some of my other guys. But... Brothers, we got to do better. And the reason why I say that, man, and it's not so much that, yeah, I want to I get my body to be chiseled. I want to look like my man, Michael B. Jordan, off Creed. Now, I don't know if I pull that off, but nothing beats a failure but a try. But the biggest thing that made me go into hitting this so hard, I was diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic. That's scary, man. When the doctor came in, the day I was diagnosed, I mean, this was back in 2014, and I've done some changes, big changes since then. It's still going, though. It's a work in progress. It don't happen overnight because I didn't get diabetes overnight. I got diabetes from drinking them tall Arizonas from the gas station, those 99-cent Arizonas. I used to go through like four or five of those in a day. Honestly, four or five of those before my shift was over. You know, I was really abusing food. I would... Because I sat in my car. I used to do rounds as a security manager. I had to do rounds. I would drive down to Mantino. I would drive to Joliet. Then I would go up to Bolingbrook. Then I would come to the office downtown. Then I would drive home. Maxwell Street was around my, my office. And I'm going to tell you, I was buying like three Maxwell Street polishes. You know, I say I'm going to buy one for my mama. But the first one I eat, and then I'd be done with that before I even hit like 47th. So then the second one, I'm working on it. By the time I get to my house, that third one's sitting right there. Man, I got fat. And I decided that I didn't want to be fat no more. You know, I used to snore really, really hard, and I still may snore. But I know when I was heavy, I was snoring really, really bad. So I said, I'm tired of being fat. I don't want to be fat anymore. I'm trying to get down to my game weight. Now, my ultimate game weight is 220, but I don't think I wear 220 well. So I'm at least trying to get to 230, and I'm in route. But brothers, you got to do better on your health, man. You know, I got some homies that I will say they're probably approaching 400 pounds if they're not already 400 pounds. And then you want to throw all this girth <laughs> on that poor woman. Man, you know, ladies, I'm going to tell you something. Ladies, the worst thing you can call a man is a teddy bear. It may be cute and cuddly, but we don't want to be called teddy bear. I hate when women call me teddy bear and they walk up and they grab my belly. Ooh, you so cute. You so cuddly. You so squishy. <laughs> I don't want to be squishy. It's not cool calling me a teddy bear. And then, to kind of spin off of the topic, but I'm coming back to it, why do they have this thing called a Trumpy bear? <laughs> I mean, they got this Donald Trump bear, and the bear looks stoic like Donald Trump, and it's got his suit on, and you can 
comb his messy hair, the hair is everywhere. Yeah, I know the teddy bear was named after Theodore Roosevelt, but come on, man. Don't I I definitely don't want to be called a Trumpy bear. You know, I'll grab him by the mm. <laughs> So we don't like being called Teddy Bear, but brothers, you got to do better. You know, if you're gonna ex- require your ladies to look a certain type of way, and maybe you don't. You know, some brothers don't care. They just happy the fact that they can get down and get in there. And, mm, 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 mm. Well, I care because I am attracted to a certain type of lady, and I had to learn that. You know, I've learned it over the years, but I kept denying it, and I kept denying myself. I'm going to get in trouble for this, but it's a hot take. Hey, it is what it is, ladies. D-Silk don't like the big girls. Not physically like that. I mean, I'd be cool with you. I don't care. I'd kick it with you. That's all right. But to date and to become my, my significant other, because, number one, it's not healthy. Heart disease is one of the biggest killers of women in the African-American community. But it also is one of the biggest killers in women, period. As a woman, you shouldn't be over 230 pounds, in my opinion. You know, show me a woman who's healthy at 350. Show me her cholesterol is normal. Her sugar is normal. And if you do, it's a bridge in Brooklyn, I sell you. I don't believe it. You should not want to be that heavy. This BBW thing, big, beautiful woman, man, it made me think of Buffalo Wild Wings, BWW. Stop it. But, fellas, how you going to ask her to not be overweight and then you walking around with the Dunlap belly done lapped your belt? Mm-mm. All right. We're going to keep it moving. How often do you go to the doctor? Yeah. Now, this is like, it don't matter what race you don't. It does not matter. Black, white, Korean, Hispanic. Eskimoan. Is that a race? I just made up a word. <laughs> Asian. <laughs> we don't like going to the doctor. Fellas, you got to go get checked out every now and again. Go check the plumbing, man. Go kick the tires. Let them know that you okay. And then let your girl know. And if you got a girl, you know, y'all can do it together. Come on, man. I know food is great. I love food. I love, man, chicken has me by the collar. I mean, it's calling me. I told myself, I even put it on my Facebook page. I'm going to go pescatarian. I don't know if I even said that right. I'm going to do only fish as far as my meat for about the next three months. I need to kind of cleanse and and cool out for a minute, even though I haven't been heavy on the beef or pork. But I want to be here for a while, man. My daddy, he lived to 61. I'm 44. I don't want to be like that. My dad should have been here way longer than what he was, but he stressed himself into the ground over drinking, over eating. I don't want to be that way. And if I can help anybody, I mean, and sometimes, you know, because again, I'm not an expert. I have not been cleared to be a physical trainer, but sometimes if you see somebody doing something, it might inspire you. And if you can come to me and say, man, you're right, bro. I was a little heavy and I just kind of, cut back on a couple of things, and you're here longer, I appreciate that, man, because I've lost some people in the past two years, man. I want to see all of y'all around. So, we're going to a commercial. We are talking about the state of men. I'm still going, and I know the ladies are like, when you get to the good stuff? Well, if you want to hear the good stuff, come back. WCGO 1590 AM, Samuel Cash 95.9 M, the Darien America Show. Let's go. And welcome back to the Darien America Show on WCGO 1590, Simulcast 95.9 FM, 
Yes. One of the, my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it breathe. Just a tiny bit, Drew. Just a tiny bit. All right, all right, all right. All right, you can do your thing, man. Y'all know that's one of my favorite singers. If, if you don't know who that is, go ahead. Give me a call, 877-711-5611. Tell me who, that, who song that was. You got to say the name of it right, too. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so... We were talking about the state of men, and I was going into a little bit of fitness thing, man. You know, we have to take care of ourselves because just because you're 45 don't mean you're 45 internally. And I've lost a couple of brothers who should be here, man, good guys that weren't paying attention to the signs and didn't take care of themselves, obviously. And they are they sitting on clouds right now playing harps. And I miss them. I will say that. But... What can I do while I'm here is to try to live the best life I can. Live your best life. That was last week's topic, man. Live your best life. Let the stress go. Going into the next state that I was talking about for the men, men's emotions, man. Brothers, do you talk to your boy about your emotions? They're like, all right, Silk, man. Now you really starting to tread the fine line. But you might need to. Just take a minute and tell your boy what's happening. How you doing, man? I mean, I know we put on that tough exterior, but... You may not be doing that well. And it don't take much to just give a positive word. Nobody has the answer to what you're, what you're feeling, why you're feeling the way you are. Only you know that. Only you can prevent forest fires. You know why you're upset. You know what's bothering you. And I'm going to say this to you, brothers. It is okay to cry. Now, you don't want to make a habit of that. Don't just be boo. No, but if you need to express your emotions and let them go, let them go, man. Tears ain't nothing but liquid prayers. And I know I've come to sometimes, especially the stuff I've been going through lately, man. Yeah, I didn't have to share the couple. And it makes you feel better. I mean, I can't even tell you how much you need to cry. But if you got to let them tears go, because what it is, is when you keep all that pent-up aggression, that causes stress. That puts strain on your heart, man, on your organs. But you can't just unleash and be beating people up because, boy, I swear, there's some people I want to put the boots to. I don't even know if I can still fight. I probably can. I probably can't, but I'd be wanting to try. I'd look, I'd, boy, I'll stump a mud hole in you and walk it dry. But that's not the answer because I'm too pretty for jail. I ain't going to jail for nobody. I done been in a holding cell a couple of times. That's enough for me. Nah, man. Let that stuff out. Talk to your boys. I mean, your, your boys, you know. You got to be careful when you letting your emotions out to the women. Now, if you have a mate that you can, that you can trust in and you got that girl that will listen, that's fine. But you have to be real cautious because you have to know that, number one, if that's your mate, she got your back. And if you do need to cry in front of her and you need to break it all down and let it out, She'll accept you and she'll welcome it. But she shouldn't be the cause of your tears either. Ladies, this is a, a true, true testament. If your man, no, let me flip the shoe. Let me, let me put the shoe on the other foot. And I use this, this adage a lot. You are in a relationship. And for whatever reason, this man keeps hitting you. I mean, he's hitting you. He just... Still on you every now and again, slap you something. The first time he hits you, your instinct is, I'm out of here. No, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm gone. 
he come, baby, I'm sorry. Look, I, I won't do it no more. You know, the the um Tina Turner and, and uh why we all think Fishburne is Ike Turner. He is not. <laughs> it's Ike Turner, he's playing Ike Turner. But that scene where he first beat up Tina anime, and then he went and bought her a fur coat afterwards. Okay. You can forgive a per- fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I'm a jackass. That's how I feel. So if you can tell him not to hit you and he doesn't do it anymore, great. But what if he hits you every couple of weeks, every six months or so, you know, once every two years, he's just hitting on you. You don't want to be hit at all. It's the same way for when a man tells you something he doesn't like. The biggest pet peeve I have, my biggest pet peeve, is probably why I like talk radio, (laughs) do not interrupt me while I'm talking. Ooh, that grinds my gears. That get me going. Because, number one, you probably just asked me a question. Like, they Silk, what do you think the weather going to be like? And if I go on to tell you, oh, man, well, you know, I was listening to Tom Skilling on WGN, and, he, and then you jump in because, you know, I said I think it's going to rain. And it was like, but wait, 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 wait. You just asked me to ask me a question. Do you think it's fair that you keep, you can continue to do that? And that man has to keep... Okay, I'm going to come back. See, what it does is it starts a disconnect. It starts a disconnect between you and that person. And it could start off as a a snowball at the top of the hill. But we know what the saying is. Mm, Rolls down fast. Rolls downhill fast. I mean, you could take the smallest little thing. It's like, okay, she keep cutting me off. And it gets bigger and bigger. And she does it often. So it makes you feel like she don't want to listen. It's a communication problem, and it starts between you and her. Whatever, you know, you let her talk, and you start ignoring her. It starts to make a big mess. So, ladies, if a man can come to you and tell you the things he don't like, you need to not do them the same way you don't want him to do the things that you don't like. Because I'm here to tell you, infidelity is not the only reason to leave somebody. You know, I've ter- I truly feel like this, and I've said this many a day. There's only two statuses. You're either married or you're single. You can be single and involved, but how long do you get to be single and involved? Point is, once you're married, you sign a contract, and you take a vow in front of God to have and to hold for ritual for poor and sickness and health until death do us part. Okay, you've agreed to do that. But if I didn't marry you and sign the contract, I don't have to do that stuff. You got to recognize that. So it's not just infidelity because at that point, in my opinion, a lot of people say this, but what if the shoe was on the other foot, D-Silk? Why I ain't put the ring on her yet? Why does she have a need to go outside of me? Why do I have a need to go outside of her? If I'm telling you what the problem is and you won't correct it, then you're just as big a part of the problem as I am. And I'm going to say this to you. Stop with the extreme actions when a person decides they want to leave. If a person comes to you and tells you, I'm not attracted to you, it sucks. It does hurt. I've had women tell me. I mean, I've had women walk away from me. They felt like it was their time to go. They didn't want to be bothered with me no more. But. I don't want to bust her windows out her car. 
I don't want to bring no physical harm to her. And you know what? It's not even about bringing the physical harm to her. I do not want to go to jail. We ain't good for the system, y'all. Especially being African-American, we're not good for the system. We get trapped in the system. One of my best, best, dearest friends, he didn't got trapped into some stuff where he's in the system. And this man is trying to do the best he can with the hand he's dealt. But he then screwed himself up a little bit. He got to do things differently. He can't go and apply for certain jobs. He's got to go get stuff expunged. He got to beat cases. He got to find lawyers. How you going to get a lawyer with no job? Yeah, they got the public defender there for you, but come on, man. I want somebody. Who says a public defender ain't good? He's better than me. But I want somebody I can actually afford. And I got to have a job to do that. But don't be a part of that system. Get out of there. What is it? Why is it, is, is, is it okay for you to feel weak as a man? Well, you know when you're weak, <laughs> when you're down, they kick you. You have to be careful with expressing your weakness. We all got them. But you still have to be able to get past it. So check this out, man. We're coming up on the end of the show, and I really want to end this show right. So I'm going to jump out there and talk about what men want, from my opinion and my perspective. We want to be treated just as good as you want to be treated, ladies. We're not here. I don't get out the bed to say how I'm going to be deceitful towards this woman. But if I could be transparent to you, you be transparent to me, and we can decide if we're supposed to be together or we're not supposed to be together. But it's not fair that if I could continuously ask you not to do a certain thing and you do it and you think it's okay, it's not okay. And that's just as bad as, as me punching you in the face. I feel the same way. If I tell you, don't cut me off. If I tell you, you know, respect my time. I'm busy as crap, man. I got a lot of stuff to do. Respect my time. You know, if you say you're going to call me, if you're going to call me, you're going to come back. That's fine. If you don't, just let me know you're not. See, it's complex, yet simple. What men want. We want to be made to feel, be, to feel good. Tell a man, boy, you looking good in them jeans today. Let him feel good. I mean, I hear a lot of women say, I don't want to blow his ego up. Ladies, if you want him like that and you want to keep him like that, you better blow his ego up. It's all about life, love, and liberty here, y'all. Be cool. Treat each other nice. Love each other. Love the world. This is Darian America coming to you from WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. We do this each and every Saturday, y'all, from noon to one. Spread the word. Tell a friend. God bless you. I love you. We done. And you've been listening to the Darian America Show, brought to you on WCGO 1590 AM, simulcast 95.9 FM. We air each and every Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. This is Darian America saying thank you for tuning in.